Okay, let's go. We're going to please God finish the Amud today uh, before Sukkot. So it says like this on Daf Chaf uh, Amud Aleph. It says, uh, remember, we're talking about in this parak the mitzvah of Kriyat Shema, and what we've been discussing a bit is the is the ones who are exempt from Kriyat Shema. So it says like this: Nashim vavadim uktanim in the Mishnah at the bottom of the page. Nashim vavadim uktanim peturim mikriyat shema. Women, slaves, and minors are exempt from kriyat shema. We're gonna we're gonna explain why on the next amud. Umina tefillin, and they're also exempt from putting on tefillin. Vechayavim betfila, and they're obligated to daven. Okay, now. That's quite an interesting thing, because a lot of women, from women, don't daven. They don't daven in Shachrit Min especially when they have started having children. They, uh, it's very hard to commit to davening. But uh, the Mishnah says they're obligated to daven, and we'll, we'll explain what that is in Mitzvah Hashem. But it doesn't mean Shachrit Min Chemarev, it actually just means the, to daven. Uh, the, the, seems midoraita to, to ask Hashem for something, to mention something to Hashem. And women are also chayv in mezuzah. So say they own a house, uh, they have to put a mezuzah on it. Mazon, And they're obligated to bench. Now you guys are thinking, why not? Why wouldn't they be? So this is actually an incredible amud with a huge amount of uh, relevant klalim, relevant rules to it in this amud. Okay, so it says like this. It says that, remember we said that women... Um, and slaves and uh, ketanim and miners are exempt from Kriyat Shema. Mm-hmm. Now just to give you a touch of background, uh, Kriyat Shema, we'll see at this point, is a mitzvah doraita, a Torah mitzvah, which has a set time to it, right? You say it in the morning, when you go to bed, when you get up. We've discussed this in the other shirim as well, how Shema has a set time. Um, that's Kriyat Shema. Then we, we also said uh, in the previous Amud um, that women are, that they exempt from uh, Kriyachma, slaves as well. So what we do about slaves are, are, are Kananim slaves, non-Jewish slaves that become the property of a Jewish owner and they become obligated in mitzvot like women. They're like half converted. When they get freed, then they get fully converted. Ukatanim and manas. Now, minors are obviously exempt because they're not chayv in mitzvahs until they're bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah. Um, so we're going to discuss what the havamina is. But what ob- minors are obligated in, based on their parents, is chinuch. Their parents are meant to machanech them, are meant to guard them educationally to start to take on mitzvot. Uh, so uh, in a sense, they're, they're obligated to a certain degree, only rabbinically, to do mitzvot. But, it, but when it comes to Shema, they are exempt. Um, okay, so those are the three categories. And now we're going to discuss the example of Shema. So it says like this, Kriyat Shema, Pshita. It's obvious that, you're, that Nashim, Avodim and Ketanim are exempt from Kriyat Shema, especially women. Why? Mitzvah Asr Shazman Grammar. Because it's a positive mitzvah that has a set time. And w- women are not obligated in positive mitzvot that have a set time. mitzvot and all positive mitzvot that have a set time are exempt. Women are exempt. So now why is the Mishnah teaching us something that's obvious? Maudetayma, what would you have thought? 
Ho'il, since ve'itba ma'alchut shamayim, since shma is not only just a mitzvah to do, but it's such an intrinsic foundation or mitzvah because you accept the yoke of heaven, on the kingship of heaven. When you say shma, you might think that even though they technically exempt, nevertheless, they uh, they of they chayev fundamentally. Nevertheless, kamash malan, the mission teaches us that they are exempt. Okay, so that's an interesting havamina that because of the the nature of the mitzvah, those who you would think are exempt are actually those who you would think would be chayev are still exempt based on the technicality of mitzvah asishazman grammar. Umen atfilin, women, slaves, and minors are exempt from putting on tefillin. Same question, pshita. It's obvious. Um, what? So why is it obvious that women don't have to put on tefillin? Because it's a mitzvah asa shazman grama. Because you only put it on tefillin in the daytime, and you don't put it on Shabbos. So it's effective six days of a week and not at night. So uh, therefore, it's obvious that they're not obligated in it. Maud what would you have thought that they should be chayev? Hoyel, since the itkash le mezuzah, since you 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 you, it's it's itkash. It's got a hekish. It's said in the same context as mezuzah, kamash malan. It comes to teachers. You might have thought that since women are obligated in mezuzah and tefillin are written in the same context in the Shema, both the first and the second paragraphs, you might think that just as women are chayv in mezuzah, they also chayv in tefillin, even though technically they should be exempt. You might think because of mezuzah they chayv, kamash melan, they are still exempt, and that's why the Mishnah needs to teach us that. Okay, so that's another exception in the Havamina. First exception was because of the nature of Shema, you, it might be incumbent on women as well. It's very applicable to them. Nevertheless, technically it's not. Same thing by um, uh, tefillin. Because it's connected in the same psukim, or the, the, it's, in, it's in the pasuk before, the mitzvah of mezuzah, you might think contextually they chayv as well. Kamash they're not. Now, the women are obligated in tefillah. It's a, a why should they be obligated to daven? Because it's asking for compassion. And that is something very applicable to men and women. Women as well, obviously. Maudutayma, why would you think that women aren't chayvin tefillah? You can daven any time of the day. Shabbos, during the week, day, night. Uh, since it says by davening in the psukim, that that you should daven, in the evening, in the morning, and in the afternoon, even though that pasuk is not a source for the Torah mitzvah to daven, nevertheless it suggests that davening occurs at different times. It's like a positive mitzvah that has a set time. Because the, the pasuk says, you, you daven in the evening, in the morning, in the afternoon. Dami. It would be similar to a, it's like a mitzvah kamash malan. The Mishnah teaches us that even so, they are they are chayev because we don't hold it to positive mitzvah at set time. Now, just to give you a tiny bit of background, we hold, not we. It's a machloket rishonim if the mitzvah of davening is a doraita mitzvah or a durabonim mitzvah. Um, the Rambam is the rishon that holds as doraita. 
Um, uh, it, but again, it doesn't mean it's a Dorai to do David in the morning and afternoon or Shachim in Chamariv. It's just the concept of asking God, maybe daily. The Ramban learns it's a mitzvah, mitzvah Dorai to, to only ask God when you're in a need. Rav Soloveitchik explains that there's no argument really between the two because you're always in need, you're always in crisis, there's always a reason to daven. And therefore, according to the Rambam, it's a mitzvah doraita to daven daily. And according to the Ramban, it's theoretically could be also a mitzvah to daven doraita daily because you're always in a need to connect to Hashem and to ask for something. But that's on the side. But nevertheless, you might have thought that davening is structured according to times of the day. Nevertheless, even if it is, that's Durabonin, and Midoraita, it's not a Mitzvah Asa Shazman grammar. Okay, uh, now it says, Mezuzah, that women are obligated in Mezuzah. Shit, it's obvious, why would you think it's not? It's not a Mitzvah say at a time of the day to put on a Mezuzah. You have a house, you have a Mezuzah. Maudetame, what would you have said? Since in the Psukim Aban Mezuzah, there's a Hekish, there's a Limud, there's a connection between learning Torah and women are exempt from learning Torah because it says Vigita Bo Yomam Valala that you there's almost set times to learn at least in the morning and at least in the evening and um, nevertheless so because mezuzah is connected to Talmud Torah which is something that women are exempt from you might think that they they are ex- just as they are exempt from learning Torah they are exempt, exempt from mezuzah Kamash Malan comes to teach us that they are Chayev in Mezuzah. Ubikaramazon, what about the saying Bikaramazon? Again, why would it be a Mitzvah Shazman grammar? To Torah Mitzvah, Vachalta Vasavato Verachta, but you do it whenever you eat bread. It's not a time bound Mitzvah, it's an action bound Mitzvah or, con- or, or a context bound Mitzvah. So why wouldn't they be Chayev? So Gemara says, Pshitta, obviously they should be Chayev. Maud Tamer, what would you have said? You might have thought that just as it says in the Torah that Hashem gives you in the, in the evening meat to eat, that was with the Slav, and bread to eat in the morning. It's almost like Bekaramazon has some shine, it has some relevance to the morning. There's almost like a time-bound aspect to eating and therefore there's a time-bound aspect to Bekaramazon. You might have thought, Belechem Baboke Lisboa, Kermitzvat Asai. It's like a positive mitzvah. Obviously, that source doesn't mean it is a positive mitzvah, but rather it suggests it's like a positive mitzvah. Shazman grammar. That's dummy. That's, it's similar to that type of mitzvah. Kamashman, I know it's not a mitzvah Asai Shazman grammar, and women are also obligated to bench. Okay. Amar Rav Ada Bar Ava. So now we, we've just discussed the Mishnah of to why women are, are exempt from Shema, from uh, Tefillin, um, and they're obligated in Mezuzah and Bikaramazon and Tefillah. Okay. Amar Rav Adabar Ava says, Nashim Chayavot Bekirushayom Devar Torah. It's a mitzvah Doraita, they're obligated, women are obligated from the Torah. To do Kiddush Hayom, to sanctify Shabbos, um, it might not be Kiddush on a cup of wine, but the concept of Kiddush, to sanctify the day on a Friday night, 
is a mitzvah from the Torah and women are obligated to do it. Now, you are thinking, but it's a set, it's a positive mitzvah at a set time because it's a mitzvah I say to sanctify Shabbos, Zachor, to remember Shabbos, and it happens at the beginning of Shabbos. So, Amai, why, does the, why is it a mitzvah of, why should a woman be obligated in Kiddush? Mitzvah I say Shazman Gramahu. Bechom mitzvah I say Shazman Gramahu Nashi Peturot. So Amar Abaya Midurabbonin. No, it doesn't mean that Anachanami. When it comes to the Doraita obligation, women are exempt from Kiddush. It's rabbinically they're obligated to do it. The Gemara says, Amalai Rova Vahadva Torah Kamar. Hold on a second here, guys. It says, um, the Amarava Barav, Amarav Ada Barava, Nashim Chavva Kiddush Yom Devar Torah. So what do you mean it's rabbinically obligated? It says clearly it's from the Torah, Dvar Torah. V'had v'ad Torah kamar. V'od and a second reason. Ko mitzvah asay nitchayvinu midrabonin. Let the rabbis, um, uh, let the rabbis um, obligate one um, uh, that, that still women are obligated. If the rabbis obligated all the women here, then women are obligated in all positive mitzvahs by rabbinical authority. Meaning, maybe, um, if it is rabbinically that they're obligated to say Kiddush, why don't we say that all rabbinic mitzvot, women are obligated as well? So meaning, there's two questions on this. Firstly, the text says it's a Dvar Torah. Secondly, why would rabbis make this obligatory of women, whereas other rabbinic positive mitzvahs that have a set time, they didn't? So that's two questions on it. So the answer is a famous answer. Ella Ama Rova Rova says Ama cry. The pasuk says Zachor v'Shamor. The the one set of tablets uses the word Remember Shabbos Zachor. The second set of tablets Parshat in Vayetchanan mentions the other one v'Shamor. So and we know traditionally it says Zachor v'Shamor b'Dibur Echad. That Hashem stated that you must remember Shabbos and you must um, guard Shabbos in one statement. What does that mean? That the two are synonymous. They're like two sides of the coin. You remember Shabbos and you guard Shabbos. And that's what we learn from here. Anybody that's obligated to guard a Shabbos, which means the, the Lota says, you're not allowed to break Shabbos. You also have to remember Shabbos, the positive mitzvahs, like Kiddush, like honoring Shabbos, etc. So, Vahani um, Nashi, and these women, since they're obligated to guard Shabbos, right, it's a law taseh, they're not exempt from negative commandments, they also have the obligation to remember Shabbos. So it's a Torah source, that even though saying Kiddush on a Friday night is a positive mitzvah, that has a set time, women are obligated in the positive mitzvahs on Shabbos because they are obligated in the negative aspects of Shabbos as well. Amale Ravina Lorova. Ravina says to Rova, Nashim Babikramazon Doraita or Durabanan. This that women are obligated in benching. Is it if it's a Doraita, if they if they've got a mitzvah from the Torah to do it, or if it's a rabbinic mitzvah, Lamainaf Gemina. What's the practical difference if it's Dorite or Durabonin? Women still have to do it. So if I had more time and you maybe were around the table with me, I'd ask you what the Nafkamina could be. The Gemara says, La Pukai Rabim Yedei Chovatan. 
The reason why it's important to know if it's Doraita Drabonin is to is to be able to fulfill other people's mitzvahs. Let me explain. If you say Doraita that it's a mitzvah on a woman to bench, Ati Doraita, a person who's on the level of a Doraita can come umapik Doraita and fulfill somebody else's obligation from the Torah. Um, Amar Drabon, and if you want to say it's a rabbinic obligation to bench for women, then a woman would be not obligated to bench from the Torah. And whoever's not obligated in a matter, cannot fulfill somebody else's mitzvah if they are not on that level. Um, my, so what's the halacha? Meaning like this, guys. Um, say, for example, blowing shofar. So you know you somebody else blows shofar for you and you hear it. Um, or they, in this context, they would say Bikaramazon for you. And by listening to the words, you get, to, it's as if you said the, the, the brochas. Now, they can only do that for you if they are on the same level of obligation as you. Um, and that's the question. If women are on level of a Torah commandment, then they can fulfill the mitzvah by saying Bikaramazon for a man who's obligated from the Torah. If they're only obligated rabbinically, then they can't fulfill it for the man. Now, you might say to me, but hold on. Um, on, on Shofar, on Rosh Hashanah, a person who's already fulfilled the mitzvah and blown Shofar for someone can then go and blow the Shofar for someone else. And that's why ideally you should say, the person listening should say the brocha if they're hearing it for the first time, but the blowers are doing it for the first, uh, blowing it for the second time. Just the point is, there's a mitzvah, a beautiful uh, requirement, and it says, All Jewish people are responsible for each other, and that allows you to fulfill the mitzvah, even though you've already fulfilled the mitzvah, you can fulfill it for somebody else. Do you understand? Now, that... That, but that is only if you yourself intrinsically are obligated in that mitzvah. Then even though you fulfilled the mitzvah, you can fulfill it for someone else. But if you aren't obligated in that mitzvah, then it doesn't even start. And this, by the way, is a bit of a shala. Um, so say I come home on a Friday night, and I've already mentioned, uh, in the, in the middle, uh, I've mentioned the concept of sanctifying Shabbos, Mekadeshet Shabbat. Um, and I've had intention that I'm sanctifying Shabbos. Now I come home, and I've already I'm now on the level of rabbinic because I've already fulfilled the mitzvah d'oraita to remember Shabbos, and now I'm doing the mitzvah d'rabbonin of saying it over a cup of wine with a formal ceremony. That's rabbinic. If I didn't daven or I didn't have intention, then I fulfilled the d'oraita as well, holding the cup of wine. But my wife, who still she hasn't davened. She's obligated on a Torah mitzvah level, and I'm on a rabbinic level, so can I fulfill it for her? Do you understand the question? Can I, who's on a rabbinic level, fulfill it for a Torah level person? And I think in general we can, but uh, Rav Nevenzal, I remember, said, said that you should have in mind not to fulfill your mitzvah at, at davening, and rather fulfill your mitzvah doraita at uh, Kiddush. Okay, Tashma. So let's hear uh, what's the answer whether 
davening whether Birkat Amazon is Doraita or Dorabonan for uh, for women. The Emet Amru does help, by the way, even having Miron, having be able to see him, and I know you don't want to pressurize anybody to put on their screen, but it does help because at least it feels like I'm talking to somebody. Um, Tashma, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Miron. Sorry, man. Um, uh, so it says like this Tashma, Be'emet Amru, in truth. And I read that Be'emet Amru, when you introduce something as saying Be'emet Amru, that is generally the halacha. It's introducing the halacha. Be'emet Amru, in truth, we said Ben Mavarech La'aviv. A son can make a brocha for his father. Okay, that's fine. Ve'eved mevarech l'rabo, and a slave can make a, a bro, make dubi karamazon for his master. Ve'ishem mevarech l'bala, and a woman can dubi karamazon for her husband. Avar amru, but they say chachamim, the sages say, listen to this. Tavom a curse should come on a person. Shet ishto ubanav mevarechim lo. That his wife and his sons and his children need to make a bracha for him. If he is not learned enough or not able enough to make Kiddush himself or say Bekanamaz on himself and he needs somebody else to do it, it's, a, it's very unfortunate and it's not good for that person. And that's by the way why we, even though there's no problem with make, having a woman say Kiddush, since it's generally something a man does, if he doesn't do it, it's a little bit of a passionate because why, what, the, can't he do it? Um, and uh, so that's why we generally uh, rather have men doing it. So it says like this: Now that's a proof. It seems like it that it's a doraita because a woman can do it for a man. If you said that the mitzvah of benching women is from the Torah, comes the person who's obligated in the Torah and can fulfill the, another person's mitzvah like a man. Then if a woman is only obligated rabbinically, then how can she fulfill the mitzvah for her husband who's obligated on a doraita level? So it can't be, must be, she, she's obligated on a doraita from that source. So the Gemara says, what are you, according to you, katan, where it says the son can make a bracha for his father, katan barch yuvahu, is a mana. Obligated? Is he? He's not obligated. If at most he's obligated rabbinically out of chinuch, but he's not obligated to fulfill it for his father. So this actually shows you that it's a derabonin, and yet the mitzvah on the father. If so, how can the father? He's obligated to bench deraita. So how can now the son do it for him, who's obligated deraita? So it says rather this is the case. Elahachi b'maskin. What are we dealing with here? Kogon she'achol she'ura derabonin. The man only ate enough to be obligated rabbinically. Um, and what is that? Da'ati um, that he, that then So now if the man is only obligated to bench rabbinically, that's why the son or maybe the wife can come and uh, bench for his wife or his, his hus- her husband or uh, his father. Um, now what's going on here? Um, uh, listen to this. This is the concept of benching that we only obligated rabbinically to bench. Um, when are we obligated dorait or drabonin? So it says darash rav avira zimnim amarlan mishmeder rabbi ami vezimnim amarlan mishmeder rabbi asi. So rav avira he said sometimes we uh, he said the statement in the name of rabbi ami and sometimes he said in the name of rabbi asi. 
Why? I read interestingly, Rabbi Ami was the greater Talmud Chochem. So Rav Avira wanted to say it in Rav Ami's name. They both said it. But Rav Avira's Rebbe was Rav Asi. So he also wanted to quote his rabbi. So because both of them said it, sometimes he said it in the name of his Rebbe and sometimes he said it in the name of the greater Talmud Chochem. Amru Malachi Asharet, the angels said, Lifna Kodesh Baruch before Hashem, Shribonet Shaloylam, Master of the Universe, Kotuv B'Toratach, it says in your Torah, Asher Lo Panim, that Hashem doesn't show favor, Velo Yikach Shoychad, and He doesn't take a bribe, right? When Hashem judges us, He's not a person, He's not a human judge, He doesn't, uh, show favoritism and he's not affected by a bribe uh, but then it says panim but, but the angels say to Hashem but you always show favoritism to the Jewish people as the Pasuk says that's what you do in Birkat Kohanim we bless the people so that Hashem should show favor to us should, even if we don't deserve it that's, you know, so, so in one case we ask Hashem to be to show favoritism or to, to give us the Benefit of the doubt. In other place, it says Hashem doesn't do that. So what is? So uh, listen to this. Hashem says, "Amalei." Hashem says to the angels, panim How can I not be generous to the Jewish people? Because I wrote in the Torah, uvarachta." You should eat and you should be satiated, and then you should bless. So midoraita et Hashem That's when you should bless Hashem when you fool. Now, what if I just have a, a, a sandwich and I'm not full? Am I obligated to bench Midoraita? No. Midorabon, and what did we do? Vahaim, the Jewish people, Medaktakim Awatzmam, we careful on ourselves to bench Ad Kazayit Vad Kabaita. We, even if we have a Kazayit, which is a small amount of food, or Kabaita, which is two Kazaitim, an egg's worth of food, we obligate ourselves to bench. But that's rabbinic, that's not Doraita. So Hashem says, if you, if the Jewish people are so diligent and so gracious and so great, grateful that they bless me even on eating just a little bit, and even though they're not obligated to because they're not full, how can I not show favoritism to them when they... So, so basically, going back to that Gomorrah, that when do you, you obligated me Doraita to bench when you have eaten enough that you're full. Whereas... What the, what the bride is saying is if you haven't eaten enough that you're full and you've only eaten a little bit that you're obligated to say Amazon, but you're not full, then nevertheless, um, uh, then a woman or a child or that can maybe, can bench for you, but that therefore it's not a proof that women are chayv midoraita or midorabonin to bench uh, Amazon. Okay, let's just try and finish the Amud. The Mishnah says, Baal keri maharibalibo. Now, a person... Uh, that has a seminal emission. Um, he's Ezra, who was a great prophet uh, um, and one of the, the leaders of the Jewish people who brought back the, the remnants of ba- Babylonian exile. He brought them back to Israel and started the process of rebuilding the second temple. So Ezra made a takana. He made a takana, he made a decree that um, a balkari, somebody that has had a seminal emission, not, it's not that it's a bad thing, but that just, as you know, if he was intimate with his wife or whatever it was, um, he, uh, he, he has to go mikvah in order to go and say words of Torah or tefillah. 
Um, Midoraita, only you you only if a person's a Balkari, he he has to go mikveh and wait till the end of the day, and then I think he can eat truma, he can eat holy things, but he can still enunciate Torah words or daven. But Ezra made an extra stringency that you can't even do that unless you go mikveh. Now, obviously, today doesn't apply. Um, Balkari. What must it, so what must a Balkari do? Because he can't go to mikveh, he hasn't gone to mikveh, and he's sitting in shachrit. And uh, and what should he do? I'll tell you. Let's see why I said he's sitting in shachrit. It seems so. It's a Balkari maharibelibo. A Balkari, he can say it in his heart. He can think the words in his heart. Uh, he, but he mustn't uh, think of the words. So when it comes to Shema, he must say the words in his mind, but not the brochas of Shema, before and after. And what if he eats and now he has to say Mazon? He says in his mind, But he doesn't say the, the first brochas, Hamotzi, Shakol, etc. Rebuda says, no, you do everything. You maharer the words before the Shema and after the Shema and the Shema itself and you make brochas in your mind before you eat and after you eat. Okay? Um, uh, okay. So, um, so now the, the Rebuda argues. So now look, look, the Gomorrah now discusses this. Amar Ravina, Ravina says, Zot Omerit. This says... Hiru Kadibudami, that when you think something, it's as if you say it. Now, this is a major concept in Halakha, um, but what you see from here is that in order to fulfill the myths of Shema, he thinks it. And therefore, the Mishnah is a source that just thinking about something without enunciating it, even sometimes you have to enunciate things, um, but if you just think about it, then you fulfill the mitzvah. And here we see that just by thinking about Shema, you fulfill the mitzvah of Shema. The Esau, because if you thought, Hiru lav kedibudami, that thinking of it is not considered speaking it, lav kedibudami, lemamahare, why should he think it? What benefit is there to thinking about something if it doesn't help fulfill the mitzvah? So, mistomet seems to be that by thinking about it, you actually do the mitzvah. Elam, my hiru kedibudami, uh, so then they ask, but then, um, if it is, if hirhur, if thinking about something is considered speaking, let him enunciate it himself. Meaning, you can't have your cake and eat it. If you say hirhur, thinking about something, is saying it, then you fulfill your mitzvah, then then go all the way. Then don't think it, because a balkari isn't allowed to enunciate the words, so why can he think it? If thinking is saying, then he's doing the mitzvah, so he shouldn't even be able to think it. Do you hear? So if you say thinking is the mitzvah, then he shouldn't be able to enunciate it. So that's a, a bit of a problem. So we said no. Uh, there, we found at Sinai, uh, now when, when it came to being a Balkari at Mount Sinai, there you weren't, uh, the, the, the Torah said that you have to separate from your wife, Three days before we received the Torah. And the Torah was experienced by Hashem saying it to us. So we just listened. So in the same way that we had to be careful to not have a seminary mission with our wives um, uh, three days before 
Shavuot, but that was about listening. So too Ezra did the same thing in his Takon, in his, his um, decree. We were allowed to think it, we just weren't allowed to say it. So even though we fulfill the mitzvah by thinking it, nevertheless it's not the same and in Ezra's decree, saying it was would be more problematic than just thinking it. And then another opinion, no, thinking something is not as if you're saying it. Because if you think it was, if thinking of it is saying it, then let the Balkari just say the words, because just thinking of it is the same as saying it. So Rav Chista says, you see from this Mishnah, that Hiru love Kedibodami, Ella, my Hiru love Kedibodami, but if you say that Hiru is not like saying it, why is he thinking it? He's not doing anything beneficial. He's just thinking of the words of the Shema. He's not fulfilling the mitzvah. So Amar Rabbi Elazar, Kedai, Shelo, Yehu, Kola Olam Oiskim Boy, Vu Yoshevu Bato. So the Rabbi Eliezer, Elazar says like this He says, Why should he think it? So that when he's sitting and everybody around him is doing Shema, at least let him think about something good. At least let him share it with other people. Even though he's not fulfilling the mitzvah, he's still sharing the experience with others. So at least let him think about it. Um, the, the Negros, the Pirkachrena, but hold on a second. Then let it be all the time that way, right? Um, let him read another section. Meaning in other places, um, let, him, let, him, let him think other things in his mind. Um, because he's, all he's doing is thinking it. Why specifically Shema should he think about it when other people are doing it? So the Gemara says, Amarav Adabar Ava Kedavar Shatzibur Oiskimboy. No, it's the thing that the Tzibur is dealing with. That is what he should be doing. So, um, so at, this, at this point, um, what, we, what we see is Hiru Kedibur, Hiru, Kwantarav Chista, Hiru is Lav Kedibur Dami. And the reason why he's, he's doing it as well is because the rest of the community are doing it. And, even, and it, it's not just something random. He should be doing it the same as what the Tzibur is doing. Let's just finish off here this section. Utnan. Um, so it says, Varait Fila. Davening. The Davar Shatzibur Asukimbo. Davening is something that the community is dealing with. And yet it says that he doesn't say the Brocha before Shema and the Brocha after Shema. But they're doing it, so why doesn't he think of it himself? Utnan Haya Omid Bitfila. It says that he's standing in Davening. Veniska Shu Balkari. And he remembers that he's actually a Balkari. Lo Yafsik. He mustn't stop Davening. Ele Yekatser. He must shorten his Davening. Timer, the reason that he has to shorten it is the atchil, because he started davening. Ha, lo atchil, but if he didn't start davening, lo yatchil, he mustn't start. So, um, so we see from here that just because this community is doing the same thing he's doing it, doesn't mean you go and copy them. Otherwise, he'd also daven in his head. So it says, shani tefillah did late by malchut shamaim. So he says, no, that's different. Um, tefillah is different to Shema because it doesn't have this tremendous obligation to accept the yoke of heaven on you. So that then the Gemara says, saying Amazon, where you're obligated to do that in the, in the Mishnah, there is not accepting the yoke of heaven above you. It says in the Mishnah, 
לאחריו, ואנו מברך לפניו, you say ברכת המזון, but you don't say before, אלא קריאת שמה, so what's the answer? אלא קריאת שמה, וברכת המזון, דו רייטה, ותפילה דרבונן. Rather, you, when it comes to a positive mitzvah, even though but you're not fulfilling the mitzvah by thinking about it, nevertheless, since it's a such an important mitzvah that it's Doraita, in that case, you do think it in your head. Even though the tzibur is doing it, that's secondary. The point is, if it's a Torah mitzvah, like Berkhan Amazon Oshma, that you must think in your head, um, even though it seems a of Chista, that it's, it's not fulfilling the mitzvah. Whereas others say, no, it is fulfilling the mitzvah, and Hiru Kedibur Dami, thinking of it, is considered a mitzvah. Thanks everybody for joining, um, and please God will continue with the next daf next week. Shkach boys, shchag sameach to everybody.